This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey gang, welcome back to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach, I'm here with Laura. Thanks for sticking with us. It's been a crazy couple of weeks for the podcast, but we're glad that you're here. Today, we're actually answering a couple of listener questions um, just to get back in touch with uh, the things that you wanna hear about. And as always, if you wanna have us weigh in on what's on your mind, send us an email. It's at info at forbetter.us. Um, we always like uh, knowing what you wanna hear about. And as always, it's a cool conversation. Stick around. It's been a little while since we talked to each other. I know. I kind of feel a little talked out, to be perfectly honest, which is, <sighs> it'll be interesting. I have a full load tonight. Full load, yeah. in case you're listening, means that I have a busy schedule. <laughs> I don't <laughs> right have on. a dirty diaper. I just have a, a, you know, beginning to end work week. But I, yeah, I, I realized that I have a full load. And, had... and just a couple minutes ago, you were telling me about your tiny balls <clears throat> my tiny balls little your little balls oh yeah yeah it's my first world problems that I'm having I'm researching when you know you know but if you are a if you're a paper napkin no a cloth napkin person which in the Pacific Northwest you're going to find a lot of people will go more toward reusable products so I use I use cloth napkins and the problem is that I also have to iron those napkins if I want them to be flat and look nice and so I'm looking, my, my napkins come out of the dryer as tiny balls. So I have a big load and tiny balls. You're welcome <laughs> right for all of those who like the cheap jokes. I, um, I like paper towels. Mm-hmm. There was a time in my life when I tried to go without paper towels and without toilet paper in my household. Okay. Yeah. 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 See, I think some people are like, yeah, Laura, I get it. With the pandemic, the toilet paper was an issue and now everybody has bidets, but I think most people enjoy. I think everybody paper. doesn't have bidets. <laughs> no, I've, I had some clients that were try, trying the, the squeeze bottle thing where they like buy the squeeze bottles. It, it basically, no, thank no. You. <laughs> moving on, moving on. So what has your life been like? What's new? What's happening in your world? How's your finger? I have a sore finger. It's all better. I, and now I'm in uh, occupational therapy. Um, so I just have these exercises I'm supposed to do all the time. Yeah. Um, you can probably do them while you're sitting and working with clients, right? I do. Yeah, I totally do. Hmm. Did I tell you a couple of weeks ago, I forgot how to do the Rubik's cube? No, that's what you're doing right now. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I just whole... brought it up into frame so I could see, I was wondering what the tinkering around, if you were also wondering. My whole brain, um, forgot how to do it. And then like, I had to like go back and figure it out again, but mm -hmm. I, I recovered my brain. Do you know what has been a game changer for me is, um, I go for these daily walks and it has been the most incredible thing. 
Um, I have discovered that I love the outdoors. I know that's kind of weird. I've never been a walker, but now I'm kind of like, I've, I'm becoming my mother. I'm just slowly evolving into my mom. And now I do these like one hour long walks by the river with my dog. And it's been the most game changing experience where I'm able to just really connect with, with my thoughts. And I love it. Cool. Okay. Hey, we have some listener questions. Okay. Um, and oh, by the way, can you see in my background? Do you see what I have up in? Do you see what I'm pointing at? Uh, looks like, oh yeah. It's uh, what's his name? Olaf. It's Olaf. Yeah. Yeah. So when I interviewed Hiram, um, without you, I put Olaf in the background and he noticed and I just was like, and he still stays there. So now he's part of my office. You know, Zach and I are fans of getting support, especially during abnormally stressful times like these. And that is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief, and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor with the ability to communicate when and how you want. The matching process is quick but thorough and you have the ability to communicate with your therapist how you like it, messaging, over the phone, or video conferencing. I know in-person therapy sessions aren't feasible right now, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. So when you register with BetterHelp, you're supporting Marriage Therapy Radio so that we can keep doing what we love to do. Go to trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR to register and receive a special discount on your first month with BetterHelp. Okay, so um, this is a listener. A listener wrote in, and so we're going to help her with, uh, we're going to help two listeners today that wrote in, and I didn't want to answer the other one, so these are the ones I'm answering. (laughs) Um, so she's been listening uh, to the podcast and she's really been soaking up a whole bunch of information uh, with regards to like parenting and homeschooling because, oh my goodness gracious. So it looks like she has uh, two children that are home and what's coming up for her is feeling like she really wants to get on the same board or on the same page with her partner, her male partner. And ever since uh, the pandemic hit, her husband's been making a great deal more money. She's been making less money because she's working less, staying home with the kids. And um, by the way, does that make you like, here. do you care about that? Does that make you mad? What? That like, it's, it's so, I mean, it's women that are having to bear the brunt of this, like sort of, uh, dual dual relationship thing right where they have to mm. do the schooling and the and the leaving their you know doing their jobs and no i mean yes and no i i think um i have you know what doesn't make me I mad don't... either i'm not mad anymore forget i asked <laughs> not not mad no but i will say that i don't see that as as a split i think it's been couples having to get really creative with um their job because some people like i've i've talked to quite a few strangely enough like quite a few engineers and the engineers are kind of like well you know my job do- my job isn't necessarily like on a timeline i'm working on these big projects i have more mm-hmm chunks during the day where I can, you know, like clock in, clock out. I just think couples have been getting really creative, but I wouldn't say that I find that women are having to bear the brunt of the the double shift with homeschooling children. Do you know my engineer story? Um, no, I would love to hear it though. So a couple of years ago I went to, um, I guess I have like a, like a fake niece, you might call her. She's like my best, okay. my best friend's 
daughter. Anyway, she's graduating from preschool in Virginia. And so I went to her preschool graduation. Um, and all the kids got to stand up and say, this is what I want to be when I grow up. And, you know, and it's, you know, all the stuff. And in this particular part of Virginia, Northern Virginia, there were lots of um, engineers, like structural engineers yeah. or, or mechanical engineers or, uh, you know, um, uh, gosh, whatever. Engineers. The smart kind. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all engineers are the smart kind but go on sort of I mean yes but um, so I'm hearing these kids like when I grew up I want to be an engineer and then somebody would say when I grew up I want to be a fire firefighter and then the next kid I want to be an engineer and the next kid was like I want to be a baker and the next kid engineer and the next kid was like I want to be a gym a professional gymnast next kid engineer like all these engineers and I was like wow that's crazy because I grew up in southwest Virginia and the main sort of industry in southwest Virginia is the railroad and so I hear engineer Whoa. and I'm like, you want to drive a train? Wait, and you want to drive a train? And wait, <laughs> you also want to drive a train? All these like kids want to drive mm -hmm. a train. And it took me like, I yeah. don't know, half a day to realize yeah. that, that they didn't want to be uh, train engineers or conductors. They mm -hmm. wanted to be like mm -hmm. their parents, you know, like uh, the smart kind of engineer. Not that train yeah. engineers are not smart. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're very smart. Yeah. I would never want to drive a train, but um <laughs> That is, uh, that's my engineer story. Is it called drive a train? You know how like you fly a plane? Is it drive a train? I don't know. I don't, it sounds wrong to me though. It really <laughs> does. It doesn't sound right. I'm just going to say. Okay. So in true Zach and Laura fashion, we are completely derailed from me trying to even Ooh, derailed. question. Derailed. That happens to a train. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. You did. Um, you did that on purpose. Okay. No, you didn't. I didn't at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> My, my brain doesn't, it doesn't uh, work it that fast. Okay. It so doesn't here's come up the issue. The issue is yeah. that she really wants to feel confident talking to her partner about parenting because she's soaking up all this information, but she finds that whenever she brings it up, he's often critical and skeptical and even downright dismissive of new information and ideas. He's extremely rational. She feels like she needs to sell new approaches to him. Ha ha. He's a lawyer. So, um, I mean, that happens, but I, I was reading this and I'm like, uh-huh, I know we can talk about this because guess who is the queen of dismissing new ideas? This gal, this one right here, I'm pointing at myself. Okay. I'm the queen, the queen of dismissing. Like if you're the king of, of, uh, I'm tired, Zach. I can't <laughs> think of words right now. I, you know what <laughs> you are, the queen of dismissing? I literally, I literally know that you have your phone in your hand. You're literally holding your phone while talking to me and mid. I'm literally. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Zach, I'm, I'm looking at you on my phone. Can you see? No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying to you, like, this is the, what you're the queen of dismissing. We're having a conversation, a text yeah. conversation, meaning you have your phone in your hand and we're like in the middle of a conversation and I'll say, okay, how about this? And then mm -hmm. poof, like Kaiser Soze, yep. you're just gone. Yep. Yeah. It yeah. Me, so you know, I'm bonkers, you know, I'm dismissive. I know it drives you bonkers. It drove you bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. We have our own like relationship Literally, issues it's like, that we work through. How about through. this? And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> nobody can see what you're doing. I just ignore it. But I do have a really hard time. So like, I feel for this woman because 
uh, my husband didn't complain about this because I don't think he he like was hip to the fact that I was incredibly dismissive. But I can tell you that I am super dismissive and I'm working on it every single day to try and hear new ideas that he brings to my attention says, hey, you know what? I think this would be a really good idea if we spent our money in this way or invested in this company in this way or whatever it might be. And for my reaction to be like, wow, OK, what? <laughs> tell me more about that, even though my brain says that's a horrible idea. I I didn't come up with it first. And I, I think that's a really bad idea. So well, I can understand yeah. the frustration. So I don't know who we're talking to here, whether it's this this lady who sent in the, the note or the husband. But, you know, what you're doing is the thing that I do a lot, which is I just start with yes. I'm just like, yeah, 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 totally. Um, that sounds mm-hmm. great. Um, and then maybe then it gives me time to think about it and think about what I really think about it. But mm-hmm. what she's having is the experience of saying, I have this idea and I guess she's running up against no all the time. Yes. You know, and um, correct. Correct. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> which is really it's really uh, it's a myth, right? This guy says no or he refuses to consider an idea and he thinks that's the way that he's um, sort of maintaining power or control or influence. And in reality, what mm-hmm. he's doing is he's giving it away because ultimately what's mm-hmm. going to happen is she's going to stop asking him what he thinks, you know? Yeah. And um, and start going around, kind of going around him or navigating around him. Oh, um, so this does, I asked you earlier, I was like, have we ever talked about this on the podcast? But I know for sure that we have, because um, I gave some examples of of times when people start to go around their partners when they feel like the response is always going to be a no, that when you ask your partner or you suggest something and your partner doesn't even consider it, that's what we're talking about. It's not just like you plead your case and then your partner kind of goes back and forth and says, no, I don't think that's a great idea. It's not even that it's, you don't even get to the part where you get to plead your case. And it's kind of sad, although I think it's, it is kind of smart where she says, you know, I have to, I think a lot of people kind of feel like they have to present their case in such a way where their partner is going to hear them. And I agree with that. I think that if you want anything, you really do have to consider who your audience is and you have to present it in such a way. Like well, she, if, she, if used, my husband, she used the verb ooh, sell. I have to sell my husband. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I mean, I think that a lot of people feel like they have to, and it is kind of like, you do kind of have to sell it. You, you need the buy-in is how I put it. It's like, if you have something that's important to you, you do kind of have to sell and convince your partner like, Hey, this is important to me. I'd really like it to also be the way you think about this. And I'd really like for you to consider this. And I do think it is important to sell your partner. I think it's important to consider your audience and feel like you are going to say, this is why it's important to me. This is kind of what I'm thinking and considering. What do you think about this? Yeah. I don't know, man. The other thing that's really hard about this is the part where she brings in this idea of um, he makes a lot more than me. Like, so somehow he gets to, I don't know, be above or sort of be uh, Mm -hmm. kind of float above the parenting thing. And I think this, well, it's about power, but it's, I, I, Money is so hard because people, I've said this a billion times, the hardest thing about money is that you can measure it. And so um, because I make more money, maybe I have more power. But the reality Mm -hmm. is that, you know, that's one economy in a relationship. It's just one of them. And I think we mentioned this on the podcast before too, but like, I think I saw this, um, one of these, um, what do they call those things? Where they have pictures and infographic, 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 infographic. Infographic. 
about like a stay at home mom and how she's really worth like $380,000 a year or something because she's like, yeah, she's like the chef and the chauffeur and the CEO Mm -hmm. and the tutor and the nanny and the housekeeper and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, And that stuff doesn't get measured, right? You can't measure that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you come back down into this like idea of parenting where it's really does require two people to sort of combine their economies on behalf of like the, the bigger system, right? The, the, Mm -hmm. um, the, the system at, 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 at large. So, yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, obviously with parenting, she does need his buy-in. Unless she doesn't, right? I mean, I think there are, there are certain parts of his life or their life that he's in charge of that she has no influence in. And maybe parenting is the part that she needs, needs to go, Hey, I don't actually need your opinion here because I'm, this is my lane. My lane. Um, so I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but I think choices have consequences and that's, you know, part of the deal there. Yeah. Well, I do find that like, even though that's her lane, if, if parenting is her lane, she's homeschooling. So maybe her lane is more like, Hey, I'm going to decide like the curriculum that we use for the kids. And, and this is the amount of time that we're going to spend outdoors. And, um, I'm going to decide on, you know, something that's related to homeschooling. But when it comes to parenting, if she's reading some new things and she's saying, Oh, you know what? I kind of feel like we might be doing this wrong. I feel like maybe we need to be disciplining differently. It, it, I think that is something that she needs to run by her partner. And, I think people are so much more accepting if you say, hey, here's some things that I read. I think it's really fascinating. I would love to know your thoughts and opinions. And maybe that's the way to take this approach with her partner because we don't have, I mean, she's asking, she's emailing us and she said, what do I do about this? And the problem is that I can't change your partner and give him the ability to like be more willing to yield to you. But what I can do is help you to approach your partner differently Mm. in that you're more likely to get the response that you're looking for, which is openness, just the consideration. And I think more of the conversation of, Hey, what do you think about this? I read this. I think it's pretty interesting. What do you think? And he might be like, I have no idea. I haven't read anything on this topic. And that much might shut him down. Or, you know, you send him an article and you're like, I thought this was super fascinating. What do you think about this? Let's have a conversation. And I think people are more likely to engage in the conversation if they are asked their opinion versus told what Mm. they should think. By indirection, find direction out. Hmm. It's from Hamlet. But it it reminds me of like this idea of like um, how you how you, you can't always just be like barging in the front door. Sometimes you have to kind of sneak in the back door and just like already be in the kitchen. And she needs to figure out how to make him think that her idea is his. Here's here's some interesting research. If I can find it, I would love to share with you. Do you remember the statistic on what happens when husbands don't accept influence? Do you remember that statistic that we, we learned about? Um, no, not specifically. Gosh. Oh, I think it's I think it's really interesting. It's this idea that when. When it comes to like the difference, the fundamental difference between males and females, females are much more likely to accept influence, meaning that your male partner comes to you and says, and this is in heterosexual relationships, they come to you and they say, hey, I I think, you know, oh, this is what's going on with our, we're getting ready to sell our house and we're going to have some profit because the market's popping right now. And so my husband comes to me and says, hey, I really think that we should invest our money or profit in this way. Wait, 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 you, Laura Heck, are getting ready to sell your house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our our house in Salt Lake. Oh. Yeah. So we've had that house now for a year, but the market is just bonkers right now and it's pretty amazing. Um, okay, I'm not That's gonna awesome. I'm not gonna find the statistic, but 
The statistic is that is just that females in general are much more likely to hear their partner's opinions and thoughts and um, ideas on how something should be done and are much more willing to yield. I'm not saying like concede. I'm just saying they're much more willing to go, oh, OK, well, I mean, if that's important to you, let's talk about it. That sounds really interesting. As opposed to what this woman is writing in and she's saying, my my partner sometimes completely dismisses mm. my concern or my thought. And that that falls more likely on men than it does on women. Um, just an interesting statistic. Just a fact. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to move to our second question that came in. Okay. So let me see if I can find it here. I've really enjoyed, by the way, if you are a listener and you want to email us, info at fourbetter.us is where you're going to find um, our inbox. Okay. So this is the, she says she wants to talk about uh, interactions with her significant other during a busy work week. Okay. Um, I asked my husband of 10 plus years, why don't you call or text? He doesn't give the hint, get the hint. And then he gives up. Um, I figure if he's thinking about me, he will show it, which when I read that, I was like, <clears throat> no, <laughs> nope. Um, he says he doesn't have t any time, but I'm a firm believer that people make time for what's important. So what says you, Zachary Brittle? Well, I mean, yeah, totally. We, we make time for things that are priorities to us. So, um, what he's saying is talking to you is not a priority. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, if he's saying, oh, no, 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 talking to you is a priority, well, then you make time. And I don't think this has to be hard. I've been having this conversation with a lot of people lately, which is this idea of how, like, let's say that you, let's say your relationship, you're going to rate it on a scale of one to six um, in, uh, in this case, let's call it emotional intimacy. And she's there at like a two, maybe a three. Mm. Okay. The problem is people, people get they, they stall themselves because they go, well, I'll never get to a six. What do you want me to do? Like buy mm -hmm. you flowers every day? You want me to call you every five minutes and have a, you know, have a conversation with you about mm -hmm. your feelings? Well, no, you dummy. Like, that's not what we're talking about at all. I'm talking about how do you move your three to like a three and a half? And so right. my boy, listen, I bet he goes to the bathroom. I bet yeah. during the day he yeah. has to like get rid of his lunch. He, he has a solid sit down for five plus minutes. You had time to text your wife and say, how you doing? Like, yeah. um, and listen, I know we're not talking to him. I guess it's her that wrote us in, but I think part of what mm -hmm. we need to do is broaden the conversation around what does it mean to move the needle and not, and, 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 and figure out how to go from two to two and a half versus not doing anything because I can't get to a six, mm -hmm. you know? So, and okay. I think that, that, I think there's some education here. Like, I think, I think if couples are really serious about if they were, I, so I have this whole homework assignment that I do with couples now and I, and they're, they're digging it, they're eating it up. But the, um, but are you going to tell me what it is? Well, it's kind of this, right? It's kind of like, let's take a legit inventory of where you are on these sort of five, uh, categories. Let's find yeah. out where you are on a scale of one to six. Maybe you're a, a three and a four and a two and a five and a three. And then, um, let's talk about what would it take to get that, that three right there to a three and a half. Not uh -huh. a six, but like, cause I don't want you to be like, well, I can't do it. So, I'm, yeah. so, but it feels so overwhelming, right? Like, I think if during lunch, you just sent me a text that said, Hey, what are you having for lunch? That that would help me a lot. Like it's mm -hmm. not, it's not going from to a six. It's going, let's just let me know that around lunchtime you're interested in me. 
you know, or yeah. I think, and you know, if we could do this across the board, we could do it physically, sexually, spiritually, like. I love that you do this. I do the same thing with my clients with, with the five facets of intimacy, just saying like we're on a scale. If tonight when we watched our Netflix show, you just, uh, let me put my feet in your lap. Like that would help me a lot. Like that would move my needle just a little mm. bit. I like that. I want to clarify and I kind of want to just like reword this a little bit for those of you who are listening and you're kind of like, well, I'm not one of Zach's clients. So like, what is, what's the exercise? Cause they don't need you at this moment. Like our listeners could do this. If you are, you know, driving down the road next time you're doing this, I want for you to just ask your partner, like, Hey, on a scale of one to six, how would you rate like six being holy moly, we are off the charts. Everybody's jealous of us. We are amazing in these five facets of intimacy. So there's intellectual intimacy, spiritual intimacy, physical intimacy, sexual intimacy, and hold on spiritual emotional intimacy. That's the one most people think about. Um, so those are the five facets on a scale of one to six. And what you're basically saying is how do we just move the needle? If you're feeling like a two, when it comes to intellectual intimacy, what is it that maybe we could do to move your two to a two and a half or a two to a three, some small things. And I think coming up with just a bunch of little ideas would be really cool. Yeah. And I think the important thing to remember is like, all of this is arbitrary. It's only meant to generate conversation your two might be his four. It might be the exact same, but, but mm. part of it is go, Oh, why? I mean, I think this is an important conversation. Somebody says two, this is important. Why isn't it a one? Why isn't it a three? Mm-hmm. Like what would, okay. Tell me about one. Tell me about three. Like all we're trying to do is generate or move the needle. Right. And yeah, the cool thing about numbers is, you know, in this case, if Laura and I were partners and we each ranked ourselves, like Laura would actually have an average about three and a half. And I might have an average around, you know, four and a half. And that puts us both at a four as a couple. And so we can mm-hmm. actually say, I think I can move my three and a half to a four like this, or my four and a half to a five like this, or our four to a four and a quarter like mm-hmm. this. I mean, there's lots of fun ways to play with it, particularly if you create a common sort of a common baseline. And mm. this is, so this is where this comes up for me is people tell me, I've been working really hard on the relationship. I've been really working on it. And I'm like, wait a second. Mm-hmm what does that mean? Like, what are you, what do you mean yeah. you're working on it? Okay. Cause if you're trying to yeah. work on bench pressing your body weight, we know what you're doing, right? You're, you're mastering your form at a lower manageable weight. You know, you're getting your, you know, you're get, building up your tolerance. You're, you're increasing weight time. And again, you're, you're letting your body recover. Yeah. You're getting your, you know, your steroids, you're taking your, your steroids and making sure you, okay, okay. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you're, we, we get it. We get it. But we, we know what it. you're working yeah, yeah. on. Like we can actually see you yeah. working on it versus, the relationship, I'm like, wait, okay, wait, what are you doing? Like, what, what are you measuring? Mm-hmm. And so this is just a way to mm-hmm. kind of measure it and make it, make it manageable. And then week over week, you can look at it and go, oh yeah, hey, look, we, we went from a four to four and a quarter. A little stronger. Yeah. Um, a couple of things are interesting. I, I tend to ask couples a lot, which is like, hey, at the beginning of a session, I want, I want to look at what's going well in the relationship. And what I say is like, how, what have you been doing in the last week or two that has that has impacted the relationship positively. And what I love is what I, what I'll say is what are the things either seen or unseen because impacting the relationship positively could be output, could be behavior, how you choose to like massage your partner, text your partner, check in on them, whatever it might be, like find the sweet little gifts to bring them home, whatever. 
um, that might be visible, but you might be impacting the relationship in a positive way based on how you choose to look at your partner, like the lens that you're looking at your partner through changing your, your mindset. I have a lot of partners right now, like their sole focus is just getting healthy as individuals mm. right now. Like one person is just, I'm going to therapy. I am working on my depression. I, I'm choosing to focus on me so that I can show up as a better individual. I and I really, I really like asking that question of like, how, how are you positively impacting your relationship or how have you been in the last couple of weeks and it may, seen or unseen? And it's kind of cool because sometimes partners will go, okay, like that's cool. I didn't realize that that's something that you were doing. And it just gives them an opportunity to kind of toot their horn. Um, here's a, something else that I wanted to mention. Listener who wrote in, you said, I'll ask my husband of 10 plus years, why don't you call or text? And if I was this woman's partner and the complaint was, why don't you call or text? I will tell you that I'm much more likely to show up in different ways now that she has just outed me and complained that I don't call or text. Hmm. Does that make sense? Like I'm way more likely to do something if I know if my partner is affirming. So I guess my response to our listener is when your partner does something that makes you feel like he's thinking about you, he's turning towards you, affirm him in the moment, give him the attaboy mm. and be like, wow, I love it when you do that for me. That really makes me feel loved. And I think when you affirm someone, it makes them want to do that thing more often. It makes them feel like, like the hero, like, oh yeah, 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 I got this. My partner really likes it when I do this. I'm going to do more of it. As opposed to you saying like, you never call or text. Well, next time I think about calling or texting you, I'm going to remember this conversation mm -hmm. of when you were not very nice and told me that I'm a loser. Yeah. Anyway, well, it's that other, it's, I mean, it's that other thing, right? Like, Hey, that time you texted me during your lunch hour, that was amazing. You know, like, yes, that, exactly what you're saying to sort of, that's the yeah. thing I was saying earlier about let him think that what he's doing is already what he's doing versus he's doing what you mm -hmm. want him to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I, it's kind of like this idea of gentle startup is like, you can tell your partner like, Hey, you know what? Like, ugh, it really hurts me when you don't reach out during the day and that you don't take time to just, you know, like say, Hey, how are you doing? Versus saying, Hey, you know what you did last week? Um, you know, when you just like called me on your way home just to check, check in, I really, really loved that. It makes me feel super loved. You mm. can say the same thing in different ways. And one is more affirming and the other one is like the positive need. And the other one is more like, I'm really having a hard time with this. Yeah. Um, it's received in a lot of, in a, in a better way. I think. I dig it. Yeah. Me too. I got to go. Like I literally got to go. So I know. Um, did you say land this plane? Let's land this plane. Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of marriage therapy radio. This episode was brought to you by better help. If you are interested in um, either individual or even couples therapy or therapy for your teenager or your child, uh, BetterHelp is an amazing resource for you. Virtual therapy with therapists in your area and through whatever medium you like. If you're interested in going and checking it out, try betterhelp.com forward slash MTR to receive a discount since we are uh, partnered with BetterHelp. It's B-E-T-T-E-R help, H-E-L-P.com forward slash MTR for Marriage Therapy Radio. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.